the criteria Latifi needs to do to get re-signed. Not get last. <laughs> oh, Spa's back. And lights out and away we go. <laughs> and Lewis Hamilton is halfway to space. <laughs> Personally yeah. go IndyCar over Williams. Yeah, space. <laughs> Grosjean Zoo. Guan Yu Zhou. Guan Yu Zhou. No, Zhou Guan Yu. I said that the first time. George was already sitting in that seat. Look, I don't agree with it, but you've asked a question. I'm trying to find a way to justify it. I'm just trying to absolutely tear your answer apart. G'day, and welcome to Formula Bums, where this afternoon, Andy and I are previewing nothing. Nothing at all. There's been a... The environment has been not great overseas at the moment. So, Andy, how are you, mate? You look sick as a dog. Man, I got sick yesterday pretty badly, and I'm still on the mend, but I'm not going to miss this. Not with how how important it sort of is. No, and that's fair enough, too. I donated blood yesterday, so I was... uh, I stupidly gave half a litre of blood away, and then I thought, well, hold on. That means I'm like one or two drinks away from a real good night. So I had two drinks with footy last night and fell asleep on the couch. Yeah, smart. <laughs> it wasn't as cool as I thought it was going to be. But I'm sure every person listening and everyone who's interested in the sport that we're interested in as well knows that the Emilia-Romagna GP was cancelled due to flash flood flooding in the region in Italy. Pretty intense. Andy, you've been keeping a closer eye on it than I have, so why don't you fill everybody in if people aren't aware yet? So I think F1 have done... Obviously, they've done the right thing. Like You couldn't go ahead with this race, but I think it was Tuesday our time, Wednesday their time or something, that it came out that, yeah, it's getting cancelled. Politicians and stuff were involved, like, look, don't, don't do this. Don't do this race. And F1 has done the right thing. Um... And if you look at what's happened at the track, they didn't even get most of it set up. Like on Tuesday when they were in setup mode, teams were sent away about midday and told not to return due to the dangers of the area. Uh, since then, Nick DeVries has come out and said that he was on his way to Imola, got stuck in a small town with one hotel which was completely booked out. And due to one... Actually, the front jack man from McLaren, he had a bed to sleep in that night because he actually had a room in a hotel and he gave a bed to Nick DeVries sort of thing. Y- Yuki yeah, Tsunoda has been in Forenza today where the, the Alpha Tauri is and he's been helping with the cleanup big time. Um, Obviously, Mercedes and all that have done what they're like, oh, we're really sorry, but, you know, safety comes first. You know, those posts sort of things... Everyone's basically been like, yeah, no, Formula One has made the correct decision this week, in a way. Which is true. Like, you couldn't have a race in these conditions. I think back just after the fires in Australia, when all the flooding happened on the Northern Rivers, and then last year when all the flooding happened on the Northern Rivers, it was devastating to those regions. And we we copped a little bit of it too, mate. I remember the house I was living at the time, we were out in the backyard bailing water out of our backyard, and we got... We were the lucky area in the region too because we're not in all the rivers. We were lucky and my house still went under and yours ended up taking some damage too and we were pretty damn lucky in that situation. Definitely opened my eyes to like how scary, genuinely scary water can be. And I know that sounds a bit weird from a couple of Australians who spend a lot of time at the beach and things like that. But when that rain starts and it doesn't stop and rivers break what they're naturally in, 
there's nothing stopping it. So I think for both Andy and I and all the guys here at Formula Bums, those who you don't often hear from, our heart goes out to every single person in that region and glad to see that some of the drivers are getting involved in the cleanup too. No, it's completely... Um, like it's exactly what they should be doing. They're not everyone is high and mighty in this situation. Like We're all in this together, you know what I mean? And we will put in the description a few links to donate some money. So if you've got a spare couple of dollars, feel free to drop, you know, five dollars to them because every cent does does help. You know what I mean? Like any cent you can donate will help this region a million more times than you know thoughts and prayers ever have. Yeah, like <laughs> social media posts mean nothing. And it is one of those situations, and we've never, we've never in our history asked for any form of money. But if you have anything to give at all, throw it through those links because it goes to people like us and you, the listeners, the people who are living in these regions who don't matter, who yeah. never like these are all the people in that region are statistics on a page to us, but they are human beings too. So if you can help, please reach out and help in any way you can. Andy and I are both going to be throwing some money that way too. Um, this is a sport for our entertainment, but, you know, humans are human beings. That's the end of the story, I guess. Exactly. And even Ferrari's donated a million euros to the Emilia Romagna Regents Agency for ter- Territorial Safety and Civil Protection. So if Ferrari can do it, so can you. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. I think so. But that leaves us with, we needed to have something to talk about. And Andy came... I don't know if anyone listened to the episode where I did it solo, but there was an angry caller on the phone who decided to tell me I was wrong about everything. Uh, it happened to be Andy who was doing the final edit and I annoyed him enough that he felt the need to record on his phone and tag it on the end of the episode. So Andy and I are going to have a little bit of a chat about Miami and our thoughts on that and we'll discuss any other big news items that we found over the week. But that's going to be the nature of our episode today. It's going to be a short one. And again, the priority is getting help to the people in the region who need it. But Andy, exactly. run me through Miami from your thoughts. Man, it was a shit race, wasn't it? Like, it genuinely was a shit race. Like The only exciting thing was Charles Leclerc remembered he was Charles Leclerc and he fucked it into the barrier in Q3, fucking up the grid. But even still, it took, what, max 15 laps to get in the lead? Yeah, look, technically... What we got to see was some very, very awesome driving, but on the whole, the race wasn't, I wouldn't call it a good race. It was a masterclass by Max. It was a return to form for Charles. That's, I love to see it. And I know the Tifosi are a proud group of people. I get that, but I love seeing, <laughs> I love seeing Ferrari do Ferrari things. It's, it's kind of how I entered the sport with Ferrari taking a tumble. So I'm not used to the days of them being this behemoth of a racing team. Um, Max, again, incredible. I mean, that's why you're a world champion, right? Because <laughs> you can do, you can turn what should be a very exciting will-they-won't-they they race into one that ends in 15 laps. Yep. But do we really want races ending in 15 laps these days? Like no, not at all. No, not at all. I am saying that while overall it was boring... Watching Max do that just goes to show, like, what that kid's bloody capable of in a car. I know, right? Like, it's crazy. But there were some positives out of Miami. I can't remember them off the top of my head. 
I right. do have something. I, I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember. Go. We got Little Rocket's debut in his latest video. The what? rap. Oh. <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry. Yeah. So everyone knows we're big fans of Rocket Power Mohawk. He is the internet YouTuber who's always in trouble because he has what I would like to describe as a brilliant sense of humor. In fact, we've called what George, the Milky Boy kid. The soy boy. Oh, we've hit him with a few Woody names. from Toy Story. Woody <laughs> from Toy Story. All these things. Rockabout Mohawk came out and said, Osama bin Russell. And that nearly... <laughs> it's a, I nearly cancelled the show then and there. I was like, well, we're never going to top that. What's the fucking point after he's called him that? <laughs> but he, he, he decided to spin some fat bars due to... Was it Little Wayne and Will I... Well, sorry, William, as he referred to Will I Am as... Put out a song yeah, about no, Formula One that sucked. I I don't know if I brought this up in my solo episode. And I was this was the point I was going to bring up when you said, Oh, I can't remember anything I wanted to bring up. I was like, I've got something. And it was the simple fact that Will I Am was fake conducting an orchestra as LL Cool J was being a hype man between was it the Panthers cheerleader squad for the NFL team? No, it would have been the Dolphins. The Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins. As the drivers had to come out and it was very, very awkward. <laughs> oh, that but whole... Th- and did you hear the driver's reaction to that whole thing? They thought it was absurd and they never want to do it again, except for one driver. Lewis. And that was Lewis. Lewis, yeah. Lewis was like, no, this is pretty cool. It's like, no, shut the fuck up. This was shit. But you know what? Lewis is the only person who can act cool in that scenario. Like, he has that innate coolness that he brings with him. Like, Lewis Hamilton is a cool motherfucker. Like, you see him and you go, yeah, that's class, that's style. Like, he has everything about him. Like, also happens to be one of the best race car drivers of all time. But he's a cool fucking dude. So I understand why he liked it because he's like, yeah, I can roll with anything. There was a clip of him in the driver's parade absolutely loving dancing along to the music. So, like, and he wanted Miami too. This was, like, his baby race as well, wasn't it? Yes. He was the one in that famous clip that said Miami where Danny Rick said Las Vegas. Seb said, I don't remember what e- Seb said, but Fernando said Fernando equal said engines. equal engines. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, nah, man, we're good. <laughs> yes, that's the one I'm referencing as well. Yeah. Uh, Lewis, I love him. I love him. He was the only one who was able to like dance with the chaos that was going on. Nick DeVries, I think, was my highlight of the walkout because he kind of went to like half high five fist bump LL Cool J and didn't quite get it working. He looked stunned walking out. Man, he was not comfortable. Oh, they all the didn't look that comfortable. Also, like, they really didn't. Rocket Power Mohawk, I traditionally hate when non-musical things try to do something musical. Both you and I are massive music fans, and I yes. hate the crossover. I tell you what, though, he wasn't fucking bad in that rap. He <laughs> it was pretty good. Some fat bars. <laughs> it was good. I'll give him that. Like I, to be honest, Andy, I first I skipped the video for it. I'm like, I'm not watching this. And I was like, you know, I'll see how he goes. I was like, oh my god, he's actually put time and effort into it. It was really good. And it fucking ripped Charles a new one too, which was even funnier because he oh. shits the bed more than Amber Heard. Yeah, oh, there was genuinely some really good stuff in there. Miami, though, not the greatest. And this is a bit of a call-out for you. 
I remember a couple episodes ago, you going, you know what? Miami's going to be pretty good because they haven't figured the track out yet. Well, guess what, Andy? They, they fucking figured, figured the it track out real out. quick. Yeah, yeah, they figured yeah. it out. So that means my well, we've got Monaco next, which means five of the first six races are on fucking street circuits. It's not going to be good unless it rains. Oh, well, if it rains, they're probably going to do what they did. Was it last year with Banana Man? Yost? <laughs> yeah, they're just going to be like, let's just put it off by four hours. Nah, they should let them race in the rain. It's so... It's Monaco. You're not even going that fucking quick. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> if there's a race to do in the rain, it's Monaco because you're not getting over 120 clicks. Not enough room. Yeah, no. No, not at all. And, like, it is weirdly enough, because it's such a dangerous track, it's also the safest. Yeah, you got a good point there. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it is. It's so brutal to drive on. Everyone just kind of... Except for Pierre last year, who was just like, well, I'm starting from the back. I'm not finishing at the back. And he just put on some scary moves. But for the most part, it's a parade. It's a very nice parade, but it is a parade. Yeah, really Monaco's uh, qualifying day only, isn't it? When you think about it. Like, if you put it on pole, you're probably going to win unless your car goes bang, bang like Charles's did. Or if you've got Ferrari's pit strategy of pit now, pit now, oh, wait, don't pit now. We've yeah. double stacked yours. <laughs> like, look, yep. if you're on pole, you're going to win unless you're in a red car. In which Pretty case, much. may God have mercy on your soul. Because it is not, <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> not the best at uh, deciding things there. And no, they're not. Alpha Tauri is going to have a little bit of that magic next year as well. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen there. Well, I want to put a hypothetical out to you. So before I do that, to wrap up Miami, pretty shit race. Let's not go back. Get rid Agreed. of the fake water. But <laughs> hypothetical, you see Fernando put it on pole at Monaco. How excited are you for the Fernando train then? Oh, I mean, is wet an appropriate thing to say live on air or should I say something else? Because that's how I would feel. Um and to quote Sir Lewis Hamilton, he's just got so much rear end, man. <laughs> he's just, you know, it, look, I reckon Fernanda is saving something special for Monaco. That man can drive so well and that Aston Martin is so good this year. We've also seen Max not be as dominant in qualifying as usual, like Charles is still popping up here and there, so that there's a chance there. Charles might do it again. You've also nah. got Checo, who's very good at qualifying. He's also very good we at crashing that, in qualifying, at which we saw last year. Um, Max, has he ever put it on pole at Monaco? Not the last couple of years. I don't think so. Oh, maybe. I'm gonna Google it right now. Yeah, because I dare, because I know Fernando is in the prime spot to win this. Like genuinely, that's who I would say is my favorite going into this. I reckon that Aston Martin is going to absolutely kill it there. Stroll, no factor. He'll be fifteenth, nah. whatever. <laughs> but Fernando, winning. I feel like Fernando could win it. So, no, I don't think he has. The two years he was tip to do it he didn't do it right so that's what i'm saying like i love max i'm a massive max fan i now own max merchandise thanks to you thank you yes. again um i just 
I don't think it's going to be Max at Monaco. Now that we've said that, he's going to qualify out front by nine tenths. <laughs> now that we've said it. He's just going to run away with it. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, if there is a race to do this, it is Monaco for Fernando to get that race win. And then that also has to be the longest gap between race wins for a driver, surely. Yeah, it will be. I'm pretty sure the last one was Kimi. And I yeah, feel like Fernando's like overtaken. Seven years. I feel like Fernando has overtaken that these days. He's got to be. Because he took a long time. His last time. win was like 2012. Yeah, at Renault of all places, wasn't it? Because he never won in no, the Ferrari. McLaren. Oh, Ferrari, that's right. It was a Ferrari yeah. in 2012. That wasn't a great... That year didn't end great for him, though. 2012? I feel yeah, like 2012 was, was the one he pushed it right to the end and then just didn't get it. Cause, yeah, um, but that was because there was, was, like, controversy, oh, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't 2012 when uh, the devil himself crashed yes. it. Yes. And yeah, it was Seb like a just done game. enough. He just done yeah. enough to fucking do it. Yeah, no, that's that's and we, we and we've spoken about that this year in one of our episodes. I remember having a conversation around it. Yes, it was when they were talking about legal action for Felipe. Yes, that's when we spoke about it. Probably. Um, I can't believe I remember that. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you usually remember nothing. I tell you. Well, I also remember this. We promised we weren't going to bring it up again, so I didn't listen that well. Fair enough. <laughs> Have you noticed any big news? Because as far as big I'm one. concerned, I've it's got been a big one. A very, you got a big one. Mercedes before the race cancellation was bringing various upgrades to the Mercedes, including side pods. Oh, so Mercedes okay. is, has an upgrade in the pipeline that we probably won't see till Spain now because there's no points debuting it at Monaco, and a lot of the the upgrades that were tipped for Imola. Probably won't get seen until after Monaco now because what data are you really going to correlate bringing upgrades to Monaco? It's true. I mean, like side pods, that is an insane change in design philosophy. It's needed. It's been needed for two years. Everyone can agree on that. Which honestly leaves the last upgrade they could possibly bring would be a better attitude on social media. If they get that sorted, they're back to being a winning team. Can't do that when you got fucking Woody in your... As your driver. Yeah, he has a terrible attitude. He... I still... I was still praying for Max to just go back to, like, 2018 Max and smack him. Like, yeah, I was hoping for another he's a pussy press conference. We got close, but he Very has matured. Close. He called him a dickhead behind his back as he, he walked away. As he walked away, yeah. But it was also because Max was still talking and George just walked off, so I get it. I get it. <laughs> I do. I, okay, here's the hypothetical from me. Okay. Mercedes is incredibly good at designing cars. No one can deny that except for the last two years. What effect do you see having these side pods on the car? Do you see this being an upgrade that allows them to win races this year? No. I don't think this car can win races. So here's what I think. Because of the budget cap and stuff, they can't completely redesign their philosophy, yeah? But what they can do is they can start moving in the right direction. It's like, all right, we know this floor will be good with a side pod on it. So we can put some bullshit side pods on there that sort of are just an upgrade on the ones we've already got. They probably won't be Red Bull, Red Bull style side pods like they will be next year, but they'll be, you know, 
they will just be there in a way. Maybe like the the side pods they ran prior to the spaceship design last year. You know what I mean? I don't see okay, this so as a. You go. So more along the lines of tokenistic side pods. That is like a message to both the drivers, the fans, and the team that okay, we are moving in the better direction. Whether these ones have a huge effect or not. We're showing everybody that we are changing. So maybe maybe it's a little bit like putting some bait out in the water to get Lewis and George to bite and go like, oh, we are improving. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like it's a it's a move to show that yes, we are going to be making dramatic changes next year, but not we can't do as much as we'd like to right now. Because in the past, without the budget cap, they um they would have just been able to redesign the car, start start from scratch and build a new car, you know what I mean? But with the budget cap this year, they're not able to do that because they've already spent, what, X amount of it and they can't use Y amount to rebuild the car. There's just not enough bud- not enough in the budget to do it. Now, I know we've spoken about the budget cap a number of times through the course of this show, but I want to open up that discussion again because we haven't had a direct discussion on what our opinions are on the budget cap in quite a while. So my question I want to ask you is, do you agree with the budget cap or would you like to see it go back to the old days where Mercedes could just throw money at this and change instantly? No, fuck that. I want them to have the budget cap. This is crippling I'm Mercedes. I'm still on that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm still on that train too. I still no, I, like the fact that, you know what, if you make a mistake, you have to sit in it for a year. Exactly. I like and it. I like it too because it allows teams like Williams and that who can't operate completely on the budget cap to stay in it. Yeah, yeah. I still, I still fully support the budget cap in all forms. No, I agree, and I think they should reduce it even more. Let them only yeah, spend a hundred million bucks. To see. But or, take or here's a crazy idea. So, we kind of have a budget cap for the racing team, but if you've got extra money to send, and this is absolutely batshit insane, Andy. So bear with me. I imagine it will be. yeah you know who you're talking to say for mercedes and red bull and aston who have all this money all the money in the world right so does ferrari and ferrari yeah but they just spend it on cheating allegedly um they f1 goes okay there is a shared workspace a shared design building that you can go into and develop whatever you want, but it's open source. So if you've got extra money and you want to really design some crazy shit, you're allowed to, but you have to send it to everybody. I see. I I do like that, but I know that would (laughs) never in a million years work. You know what they do? The fucking top teams would be like, yeah, no, this is how we do it on this car. And all the low budget teams would be like, oh yeah, we'll take that. And it's absolute shite. Right, but do you reckon, could those engineers design something bad? Uh, Oh, yeah, Mercedes can. Look at their car. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Drew. But, you know, I'm just saying, because, like, one of the good things about F1 is that it is human design at its absolute peak. Yes. And these teams do have that money sitting there that I'm sure they want to spend. So it's just me coming up with ideas being like, no, let them spend it but then they have to send it to everybody else just to see what would happen. Because having designs is one thing. Knowing how to implement them on your car and get the best out of them is a whole other skill set. Exactly. Look at uh, Aston last year when they copied Red Bull and it didn't work. 
Exactly. You've got that aspect there. You've also got the Haas-Ferrari relationship where they are sharing some parts and information and Haas hasn't fully unlocked the potential in it that Ferrari has. You could say the same about AlphaTauri and Red Bull, even though AlphaTauri is not taking nearly as much as the others. They, they should are be taking still more. Oh, without a doubt. It blows my mind that they haven't, especially this year, which honestly next year we might see, or we might see AlphaTauri follow more of a Ferrari style. I doubt Maybe. that. I doubt that. I, yeah. I think with the, the way that the cars are designed, AlphaTauri because they're using that Red Bull engine, should just try and get as close to that Red Bull as possible. Because that works. Theirs doesn't. And Ferrari's works with a Ferrari engine. Because the other thing you're not taking... The engines are all different. You know what I mean? Like, the Mercedes engine is a different design to the Renault engine, which is a different design to Red Bull, which is a different design to the Ferrari engine. Like, they're all different shapes, sizes, and they fit in the cars differently. I think back to when... I want to say it was... Aston, when they were like racing point or something, they got them as they were building part of the the car, but it wasn't fitting in correctly. I want to say it was Aston back then, or it was one of those like low low lying teams as a customer team. They were building the gearbox on top of the the engine, and it just didn't fit in the car. It didn't look good, and it showed because the car sucked dick. You know what I mean? Like it was not fast. It was towards the back of the field the whole time. Yep, and another one to add to that to give more information to your point is when Red Bull was with Renault, back yep. when it was the Renault days, and their chassis design didn't allow the engine to cool itself properly when Danny and Max were there, and that's why there were so many engine blow-ups because yep. the engine didn't fit in the shell properly and they couldn't, they weren't willing to change the engine or their aero philosophy. It was impossible to change them to make it work properly, and that's when we saw... Danny's car blow up a lot more than Max's at the time because Danny was a faster driver too. Exactly. So m- the marrying of those pieces is incredibly hard to do. Like these cars only have on them exactly what they need to work. So there's no redundant pieces. If you don't get it perfect, that's it. Someone else has and it's over yep. for you. Exactly. And it's showing this year because fucking Red Bull have clearly got it right and every other car hasn't because they're finishing the race, what, 20, 30 seconds ahead? Yeah. Speak Back to Miami a little bit. The one part neither of us have touched on is the, some of the helmet designs. What did you reckon of some of the helmet designs for Miami? Oh, the only one I've seen was Lando Norris's golf ball. That was the only different one I've seen. I didn't really pay much was, attention. Ah, Lando had the beach ball. Oh, one Albon of them had, had a golf, the golf ball. ball. Yeah, one of them Albon. had a golf ball. And Lando, Lando likes had golf, beach. that's why I thought it. Oh, Albon does too. They all like golf. They're rich men. Yeah, true. <laughs> rich people I like golf. I can't stand golf. Yeah, I think I like playing golf, but I like it out there with the boys and you're drinking beers and you're not doing well, you know what I mean? Like that's a fun it's that's a fun really day. Really the ch- Yeah, but golf for poor people is the cheapest way to go car racing because you can hire a fucking golf cart for like 10 bucks. And those old people aren't looking at what you're doing in it. And then, I'm not saying this is what I've done, but for anyone listening, you can just walk onto a golf club two days before, go find a quiet spot, leave an esky full of beer with ice in it, allegedly, and then race golf carts for the day. They can't stop you. Are you stupid? You can just literally put the esky on the golf cart because you're going to take the golf cart and pick your clubs up. That's such a good idea. 
why, why, you, this is just why are you doing that? Why are you saying that I did it? I'm saying hypothetically you could. But yeah, Andy, but next time we're definitely doing your idea. <laughs> yeah, it's way easier. It's way better. Or you just keep beers in your fucking golf bag. It's simple. Cool. Next time we play golf, I need to let you know I'm not allowed back at the Wagga golf course, though. That's fair. Why would we go to Wagga when we live in Wollongong? Just if we were in the area. Fair I enough. I jumped a golf cart. They didn't like it. <laughs> As if you haven't done that before. <laughs> what? <laughs> it was a good day. And they didn't let us drive the golf carts back to the building. I was like, don't worry, man. We'll take the golf carts back for you. And they were like, give us the keys. Ah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> I was banned. I think I'm allowed back now. I think it was only a couple of years. Just say you don't know your name's Luke Wallace, not Jack Wallace. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Jack Wallace is a saint. Do you have any other big news stories? I guess the Mercedes one's the largest, yeah. Yeah, that's the largest one. Like we knew they were bringing upgrades. I'm gonna guess. I think it was McLaren were also had upgrades ready for this, but they're definitely not putting them on um, Monaco. But other than that, like, well, I mean, the water level at Imola has actually dropped lower than the lower than the circuit finally, and they're starting. Those photos were scary. Oh, they devastating. Looks like the broadcasting communications area. There's a lot of electronic equipment that's been damaged because of water and mud. But Sky Sports can fix that. They're not poor. No, they can just press the red button to get new equipment. Exactly. I think that's how it works. That's uh, what Crofty always says. Press the red <laughs> button and you ride along board with everyone. Yeah, but in other news, apparently Formula One has taken control of the Monaco Grand Prix broadcast. Gone are the days of something exciting happening and cutting to a replay of Lance Stroll. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a step in the right direction, but let's also, let's not pump too much gas up uh, Sky and F1's broadcast capabilities because they're also pretty shit, but they are slightly better than the Monogasque ones. Well, I mean, when you're cutting away from the only only overtake on track that year to a replay of Lance Stroll going over a bump, I mean, you're not doing your job right. I think I fucking threw something at my TV. That's how mad I was. <laughs> I was just like, you dumb asshole is not production. No, I, look, I'm with you, man. It's going to be better. I hope Monaco's a good race, but you know what? Let's leave the Monaco chat there because we're going to do an episode previewing it next week where we're going to have all the information, all the historical stuff that we normally do. So we'll leave True. Monaco right there. And I think this I is a one perfect more. time to wrap up. Oh, you got, got one, one more? more thing. Do you remember what Alpine's plan is? How many races? It was the 100 race plan beginning last year, which I believe gave them five years. Yes. Do you know what race they're currently up to? Because I do. They recently released it. 35? This is the twi- This race would have been the 25th race in their 100-race uh, plan. So Monaco will be their 25th race. They're a quarter of the way through. They have re- gotten better. They have, you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I mean, this year has been pretty harsh on them. The car itself is looking better. Like, Miami was a better weekend for them. It was a double points weekend. I mean, you're not wrong. So, do I think that the plan is working? Yes. Do I think it will come to fruition? It's still too early to tell. Like, this sport 
changes every single year. If they keep on the same path, I would say by race 100, they will have be winning some and being up there. That's if everything goes to plan. That means that the new engine regs line up with them. That means that all the developments they're bringing line up with them. That means that every decision the FIA can possibly make around rules and regulations line up with what they're anticipating. If that all goes to plan, it is working. You can never guarantee on that in this sport, though, so I don't know. No, that's what do you fair. reckon? I think you're right in that. Oh, I think that there's still a lot of work to be done for Alpine before they're the fourth contender. I think they're a fair way away from that, but I mean, they're moving in the right direction, I guess. There is one thing they could do at the end of this year that would uh, push them in the right direction even more. Get a better second driver. Basically. <laughs> but other than that, other than that, I think that like Pierre Gasly's a gun. We know that. We love Pierre. Love Pierre. Should you know what? Back. No, we like Pierre because like he likes Pierre? us. That's fair. Because he likes everybody. <laughs> he does like everybody. Um, but yeah, no, they are, as I believe some motivational speakers would say, on the path. On the path. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> Time to wrap up, my man. I think so. We'll be back. Yep. What next? Next Friday for our Monaco preview, hopefully. We definitely will be. So thank you very much for listening. You can find us on social media at Formula Bums everywhere, except for Twitter, which is at Bums Formula. We have our website up if you want to come and have a little bit of a look at what we look like and what other things we've been up to. We have another show, Bums on the Bench, which is a mix between basketball, football, making each other laugh. It was a good time. We just did a fantasy draft for an Australian version of football, which was a great time. So if you're an Aussie, you'll love it. If you're from overseas, you'll enjoy the NBA stuff, which Andy knows all about. And again, a reminder, there are donation links in our bio to help the people out in Italy at the moment. They could use our support. So if you have the money, please give them something. Thanks, guys. See you next week. See ya.